0: If you have your bibles i want you to go with me to exodus chapter 19 starting with verse 16 and 18. turn around look at your neighbor and say you look pretty good today on the morning of the third day thunder roared and lightning flashed and a dense cloud came down on the mountain there was a long loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed in the sky like smoke from a brick kiln, and the whole mountain shook violently. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We just ask that, Lord, you would speak to us, God, and let us hear what you have for us I, my prayer today is god that i can decrease so you can increase father let our prayer be we want less of us and more of you in jesus name amen if you would i want you to look at your neighbor and i want you to say this with me when lightning strikes let the fire burn let me say it one more time when lightning strikes let the fire burn Throughout the Old Testament and in Scripture, you see God show up in forms of fire. Here, he's shown up on a mountain, and he has set the mountaintop on fire. The children of Israel are gathering in to meet him. Now, keep in mind that he had just delivered them from Egypt. He's brought them out. He's taking them to a place that he promised— He had literally crippled the strongest nation in the world and brought his people out. And now that mountain is on fire. How many of you have ever tried to touch something that was just too hot to handle? Well, that's kind of how they felt about God. They saw that mountain on fire, and when they looked at that, they began to back away from it Moses entered that fire and Moses stayed up there for a while and instead of looking at that and being in awe of their God they begin to say after a while let's make gods to lead us out of here this man Moses we, we don't know what's happened to him we don't know you know let, let's make gods let me just say this to you if you can make one it ain't one if if you can this is basically what they were saying i'm afraid of that god up on that mountain that god's too hot to handle i need a god i can put in my hip pocket and take him out when i need him i want something i can control and i can't control that how many of you know that god is not going to allow you to lead him you're going to have to let him lead you amen Man, I think about the display of God's power and his majesty on that mountain. lightning is striking that mountaintop, and thunder is is roaring off of it, and, and, and it's on fire. And they're backing away from him, not in reverence and in awe, but like, I don't want him to be my God see sometimes what happens is we find ourselves trying to find a god that will fit our lifestyle instead of change our lifestyle we're looking for a god that will conform to what i want instead of us conforming to what he wants and god's not going to do it somebody say it with me that's not who god is and so you've got to you 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 have to understand that he is in control or he's not going to be in your life well you that's a hard thing to say about God I, I think it's pretty I think God's being a gentleman what are you saying I mean, he doesn't make you it's your choice you either say yes to him or he goes the other way you've heard me say over and over that either god is first in your life or he's not in your life because he doesn't know how to be second god wants to be first and foremost in our life somebody say it with me when lightning strikes let the fire burn god's just too hot to handle look at nine psalms 97 and one the lord is king let the earth rejoice let the farthest coastlands be glad fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. His lightning flashes out across the world, and the earth sees and trembles. How many of you know he's a powerful God? But you couldn't tell it from our culture today, could you? Because everyone laughs at God. Everyone makes fun of God. Everyone laughs at Christians. They laugh at followers of God. He, that we've become the butt of all jokes on sitcoms. But let me remind you of something, and you mark my word well. The Bible said that every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess that he is God. From the man that sits in the highest position of authority to the lowest man on skid row, they're going to bow and confess that he's God. Do you understand that God is no respecter person? He opens his arms and will receive the lowliest as well as he will the wealthiest. But if you don't come to him, he's not going to make you. So Elijah challenges Israel and says, you know, you need to make up your mind who you're going to serve and quit messing around with these false gods. Everybody say false gods. How many of you got any false gods in your life? You don't have to wave your hand on that. Let me, let me just describe a few of them for you. I didn't think anybody was going to go, yeah, I got a few of them over my closet. No. Let me describe what I'm talking about when I say a false god. Sometimes our career becomes our god because a god is anything that we put in front of him or above him. Sometimes our car can become a god to us. Sometimes our hair, not so much anymore, can become a god to us. It's anything that we put before God. I never forget. I was in. A, I, I had a, an evangelist friend, and there was a young. He was holding revival, and there was a young man that was seeking God and praying that the Lord would fill him with the Spirit. And the Lord, the Lord spoke to my evangelist friend and, and told him, he said, "Go down there and mess his hair up." He said, "What?" He said go down there and mess his hair up I need a volunteer no, I'm kidding. no. And so so he says he, he says God I can't do that and he said man it would not leave and the Lord kept speaking to him go down there and mess his hair up I can't mess it up okay, okay. Daryl come up here a second, would you? So he finally, he finally goes, he finally goes over, he, he finally goes over and he says, okay, God, he said, I'm going to do it. And he, he turned around that way. Now, I'm, and, and so he, he goes over, he puts his hands on his head and man, he just starts, he messes his hair all up. Thank you. Give him a big hand, would you? He messes this guy's hair up. And what, and this is true. When he messed the guy's hair up, he said, it got real quiet for a moment. It said, all of a sudden the guy, man, just started worshiping God and started speaking in another tongue as God gave the utterance. And, and after the meeting was over, the young man went to the evangelist and said, you know what? He said, I was down there praying. And he said, I was so worried about a hair getting out of place. He said, I just couldn't get through. He said, but when you mess my hair up, I thought, well, there ain't no need to worry about it now. (laughs) And he just opened up. See, sometimes we just got to disconnect to everything that holds us and say, God, here I am, all of me. Somebody say all of me some of us are just praying God give me some hair to mess up right and so he, he challenges them and he said look he said this is what we're gonna do he said you pray to your gods and I'm going to pray to my God and he said in whichever one answers by fire he's a true God and the people said oh that sounds good you know what how the story what happens is the prophets of Baal get up there and they start praying and 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 nothing happens so they pray louder nothing happens so they start screaming isn't it amazing how sometimes people think that if they scream loud enough it makes it true <laughs> well if you got the truth you'll know the truth and the truth to do what the truth will make you free so it, 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 it doesn't matter how loud you scream it If it's a lie, it's still a lie. Doesn't matter how energetic you get about it, it doesn't make it change. Elijah looks at him and said, well, maybe your God is on a trip. Maybe you ought to yell a little louder yet. He said, maybe maybe he's resting. Maybe he's in the restroom. I'm I'm not making this up. This is what Scripture says. And so they keep crying out and they get no answer. They cut themselves, get desperate and begin to cut themselves do you know cutting is really a form of idolatry that's where it came from why because we can't find the relationship we need with God and we end up cutting ourselves and what we're really doing without realizing it is we're trying to find someone or something that will bring us peace that will bring uh, that will change us and he's there all along and so they get no answer and Elijah steps up and he repairs the altar they broke down how many of you know that we need to repair the altar that's been broken down in this nation we need to begin to get back to the basics oh, man I could if I could sing I'd kick into that song right now how many of you know that song we need to get back to the basics of life a love that is pure nobody knows that song you just and and so he, he prays, and when he prays, man, lightning. Everybody go, lightning. Flashes down out of heaven, hits that, that altar, hits that sacrifice. And when the lightning struck, the fire burned. Say it with me one more time. When lightning strikes, let the fire burn. God is a God that is filled with fire. Somebody say fire. Do you know that when you belong to God, you don't have to worry about the fire? Scripture says in Isaiah 43 and 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Just ask Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Who are those folks? They're three young men that the world tried to steal their identity and called them Meshach, Shadrach, and Amendigo. but they still knew who they were. Somebody say it with me, I know who I am. The world may try and shout you down, but you need to remember who you are. And when you find yourself in a hot I man, you you may say, Pastor, I've been going through the hottest trial I've ever experienced in my life. I feel like I'm right in the middle of the fire. I'm just challenging you to look over to your right <laughs> because He said, "I'll never leave you or forsake you." Uh, he's going to be right there with you. Uh, there was a song that said that in the sh- that that. The king threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It said, "Into the fiery coals they trod, but the form of the fourth man that they saw was like the son of God. He doesn't leave you; he's right there with you, so you can let the fire burn. Somebody say it with me: Let the fire burn. And you may be that. Look at this. When God, how many of you? How many of you have been filled with His Spirit? You know what I. You, you, you have received him. You gave your heart to the Lord, and you've received his spirit into your life. How many of you know that when you give your heart to God, your spirit changes? <laughs> now, if you got saved Sunday morning, and you're cussing me out Sunday afternoon, something hadn't changed. <laughs> when, you, when you give your heart to God, things change. When you get his spirit inside of you, you need to recognize that you've got a fire in you. Look at Judges 15 and 14. When he came to Leah or Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Everybody say the Spirit was on him. Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire. Everybody say Fire too hot to handle. What are you saying? I'm, I'm telling you that when God is in you, there's a fire in you. Ask Jeremiah about it. They tried to shut him down. They told him to be quiet. They wouldn't listen to him. And he just decided, he said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Nobody wants to hear me anyway. And when he tried to sit down and just be quiet, he said, I couldn't. He said his spirit was like a fire or his word was like a fire that shut up in my bones. When God is in you, it's got to come out of you. I said, when God is in you, it's got to come out of you. Oh, oh, I talk about God when I'm at church. What about when you're in Walmart? If it's in you, it's got to come out of you. It's just a natural progression. I'm not talking about trying to run around and hunt people down. I'm saying the course of your conversation, when I was working a full-time job, people, that, that, that was just part of the conversation until they came out on the floor and threatened me. They said, the, the, talk about God has got to stop around here. And I said, look, you can have my job, but you can't have my relationship. Listen to what I'm saying. We allow everything and anyone to come in and distract us from the Lord. You need to know that the devil is going to try and get your focus on off of God. But when he's in you, uh, it's like a fire in you. Somebody say, let it burn. Let it burn. Hey, anybody got heartburn right now? You know what I'm talking about. The the disciples said, on the road to Emmaus, they said, Jesus is walking with them. They don't recognize who he is. They don't know what's going on. But one thing they knew, they said that our hearts burned within us when he spoke to us. You may be going through a situation that that you don't understand. You may be facing something that you don't have an answer to. But hear me. uh, He's right there with you. uh, You're going to feel it. Uh, You're going to sense your heart uh, is ignited on fire, you're going to find yourself saying, I, God, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know you're going to take care of it. You're more than my situation calls for. You're more than enough. When lightning strikes, let the fire burn. You say, what's that got to do with us, Pastor? I want you to look in the New Testament and listen to what Jesus says luke 12 and 49 i came to send fire on the earth and how i wish it were already kindled somebody say with me i came to send fire on the earth and how i wish it were already kindled what's he saying he's saying man i have come to set some things on fire Turn around, and look at your name, and say, he's talking about you. Do you know what the word fire means there in Greek? It's not talking, yeah, I can strike a match and that's a fire, right? But that's not what this definition is. This definition refers to fiery. Everybody say intense. As a matter of fact, if you look at the definition, it says specifically Lightning. So Jesus said, I came to bring lightning on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. What's he saying? He's saying, I want to ignite a fire in my people. I want them to get a hold of something that's powerful. Why is he saying how I wish it were already kindled? Because he hasn't sacrificed himself yet. He hasn't gone to Calvary yet. And there's a price to be paid for fire. Everybody say lightning. Do you realize how powerful lightning is? Take a look. Take, take a look at this, Go, guys. Throw that first clip up. With lightning, you never know where it's coming from. You never know where it's going to hit. But when it does, you are well aware that it's been there because of the power that it possesses. Do you know that GE tried to harness a lightning bolt? They built a plant to harness a lightning bolt and convert it into energy. When the lightning bolt hit the plant, it blew every machine up in it. Somebody say, my God. It's like lightning. I thought about that song that says, I'm determined to hold out to the end. You remember how the first line in that song went? You remember that first line where it said, when I first found Jesus, something or me stole like lightning. It went through me and glory filled my soul. What are you saying? I'm saying God is saying, look, I've got my eye on you and I want to fill you with power. Somebody say power. Watch this, because lightning can be very selective. Run it. The cow. See the black cow? Okay, I'm going to point to it. That one right there. See it? Make sure you see it. Not that one, but that one. Do you see that? Did you see that? Lightning hit. All those cows ran away except one cow experienced the lightning. I want you to understand you can come to church service after church service after church service and just sit there and not be moved at all. But if you open your heart up to God and you say, God, here I am, you're going to feel him touch you in a way like you've never felt anything before. Somebody say lightning. I turned on a lot of lights in my lifetime. I went downstairs in my basement when I was a kid. We didn't have a switch. We didn't even have a pull chain. We just had a bulb that we screwed in. Any of you ever have a light like that? We just screwed it in. I went down there, man, it was dark down there. I reached up ready to get that bulb and screw it in. Somebody took the bulb out. I want you to know that I got hooked up to some power. I stuck my thumb in that socket. I was giving it that, and I finally, man, fell under the power of it. You hear me talk all the time about the Bible said that no man can see God and live. And it, it, I know that sometimes people get perplexed if, if somebody's prayed for, and they fall out in the floor. I get perplexed if you can get prayed for and nothing happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's God. He's God. If, if, if what? If, how many of you believe in God. Wave your hand if you believe in God. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that God created the heavens and the earth? Do you believe that God created the seas and everything that's in them? Do you believe that God rules the universe? Do you believe that God can touch you and you not feel it? How? I'm telling you, it's like lightning that, that goes through you. Ask that cow if he felt it. I was standing in a service one time, man, I was all by myself. Nobody was even around me. And all of a sudden, I had my hands up worshiping God. It knocked me across the floor. You say, "Well, well, what hit you? He did. But I'd been praying, God... I know you're powerful, but I need to have a personal experience of how powerful you are. Don't ask for something you don't want. Don't begin to open yourself up and say, God, touch me if you don't want him to. If you're fine and content with sitting on a pew and patting your hands during worship, that's fine. But I didn't come to my, I didn't give my life to God to sit in a church and warm a pew. Well, I take that back. I did come to warm a pew to get him so hot you can't sit on him anymore. It's time for us to say, here I am, God, you me when lightning strikes, you gotta let the fire burn. Let me just show you how powerful lightning really is. Okay, watch, watch. This is gonna come sideways. Do you see that? Let's let's do it one more time. Take it back. What watch one more. up in this corner? It's gonna come sideways. Watch it. Oh, man, I'm telling you that when God touches you, nobody's going to have to tell you. Uh, you're going to know without a shadow of a doubt that God has touched your soul. Hear me. You may have a lot of things going, coming after you. You may feel like the enemy's camped around about you and that he's trying to take you out. All it takes is one touch from his hand, and it turns everything around. Somebody shout yes. Fire. Mark 9 and 49. For everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice seasoned with salt. For everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice seasoned with salt. And I was reading that and I looked at that and I thought, man, that sounds a lot like Matthew 5 where it says, ye are the light of the world. City set on a hill can't be had. You are the salt of the earth. And I started running that reference and I was looking at it and I thought, you, everyone will be seasoned with fire. You are the light of the world. And I, when I looked up the word light in Greek, I found out that the definition for light is fire. What was he saying? He's saying, you are the fire of the world. I've come to set the world on fire, and I wish that it were already kindled. What's he saying? He's saying, I've come to put something inside of you that's more powerful than anything you've ever experienced in your life. I've come to pick you up out of the shadows. I've come to lift you up out of your pit. I've come to set you on fire so the world can watch you burn and give me glory because they're going to look at you and go, what in the world has happened to that person you're not going to get through this life without being seasoned with fire somebody say it with me you're going to have some trouble anybody ever had any trouble in here wave your hand at me you're going to have some challenges you're going to have some mishaps You're going to have some tragedies. You're going to have some things that feel like it sucks the wind out of you. But can I tell you that no matter what you're facing, God's promised it'll never put the fire out that I've kindled in your life. It'll never be able to quench what I've put in your heart. So you've got to let the fire burn. How do you get the fire to burn more? You do what? You you give it fuel. Somebody say fuel. And when you put fuel on it, what I mean by fuel, I'm not talking about gasoline. I'm just saying that if you've got a fire going and you want it to get hotter, put another piece of wood on it. Put some paper in there. Because the more you feed it, The more you give to the fire, the greater the fire will increase. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's time for us to give ourselves to God. Because the more we give ourselves to God, the more intense the fire is going to become in our life. The problem is that sometimes we don't want to give ourselves totally to God. Let me see if I can— show you what i'm talking about uh kevin come up here just a second it's like when Ke- if kevin asked me for some help to move this pulpit just get on that side he says will you help me move this pulpit i said sure let's move it go ahead Move. It. he's having to drag it why because I'm not cooperating with him. I'm not, I'm not giving it all I got. So what happens is he's not feeling the impact. But what would happen if I came to God and I said, God, I want you to take all of me. I'm not dragging around anymore. He's lifting me up on eagle's wings. He's carrying me where I've never been. You can't give God half of your life. You can't give him part of your life. You need to give him all of your life. Somebody say, all of me. Say it again, all of me. The problem is, is that we love God, but it's hard for us to let God lead us. How many of you, how can I say this nicely? How many of you like to have control? Wave your hand if you like to be in control. Hold it, let me, hold it up one more time because I want to take a look around and see who's telling the truth. <laughs> you like to be in control how many of you if you're drive if you're in a car you're the one that's driving if if you're in the car you're driving okay for those of you that didn't raise your hands when you are, are when you're in the car are you telling them how to drive they it, it's it, you know it's kind of like no i don't have to drive you, you just do it from the passenger seat turn left here turn right there no, no, no you just in a, See, we do that with God. We, how many of you have ever tried to tell God how to do his job? You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's like we, hey, God, I, I, did you know that so-and-so's acting up? And so, Lord, I just want to talk to you about them a little bit. And, and, and God, I've got a plan. And if you'll use this, it'll take care of it right now. I mean, just right. I, I think God must get. I laugh sometimes at, at the things we bring to him. We're trying to lead him. Run up here, Jason, real quick, would you? When my granddaughter was five years old, we went to Montana and we were at the Grand Teton Mountains in Wyoming. What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. Wyoming. I put the Grand Teton. I moved mountains just like that. The, the Grand Teton Mountains in Wyoming. and And so... We got there, and it was the end of May, but man, they still had avalanche warnings out in Yellowstone. And so this, we're we're on this narrow path that is snow covered and slick, and there's a raging river down here. And my granddaughter is like five years old. I mean, it's like whitewater rapids. It's it's it's, and there's a big drop off down there. Come (laughs) up here, I rest my case. so there's a there's a big drop off down there and, and man uh, and, and it's just i mean going and my daughter gave me, my granddaughter's five years old, and she says, Dad, don't let her get away from you because, you know, she was Miss Independent, and she's hanging on. So, I got a hold of Shaley's hand, and we're going, and Shaley's trying to pull against me, and we're going, and I've got her, and I'm taking her like this. And after a while, Shaley looked at me and said, Pawpaw, you are dragging me. I said, Honey, I may be dragging you, but I'm not about to lose you. You need to understand that there have been some times where we've pulled against God, but God loves us too much to let go of us. And he said, I'm going to get you to where you need to be. Uh, whether I, it, it, this would work out a whole lot better if you'll just walk with me. But if you're going to pull against me, it's not going to stop me from getting you there. Because I've already been in the, your, your mama said, God, take care of my baby. Uh, your daddy said, God, I'm giving them to you. Uh, you, Did you hear what I'm saying? When we commit our children to the Lord, it said that they will not depart What's it saying? It's saying they're never going to lose what you've put inside of them. They'll always carry it there, and there are times in their life where you're—oh, don't tell me you ain't been there. Times in your life where you feel yourself pulling against God, tug-of-war going on in your spirit, and God's saying, you need to give this to me because sooner or later it's going to be too hot for you to handle. When you give it to God, God will take care of it. Somebody say, I'm going to give it to God. And he, when Jesus has his disciples, he's been crucified now and he has his disciples. And he tells them, he said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Everybody say, power. See, he wasn't going to be walking with them in the flesh anymore. He said, I'm, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. He said, you shall receive power. Everybody say, you shall receive dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite from. Did you see that lightning hit that water? <laughs> That's how some folks go fishing dynamite man he's saying I'm not left you I haven't forsaken you I haven't forgotten you and you have to quit looking at what you're facing and look at who's facing it with you and as you begin to do that then all of a sudden power comes on you you're going to receive power and then it happened when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it said there was like a windstorm, a rushing mighty wind. You ever been outside in the wind where it's? Whoosh, whoosh. What do you usually do when you're out in the wind like that? Most folks are running for cover, <laughs> running to get inside the house. But when you're a kid, you, you, you hanging out in the wind. It's a true story. There was a—we had a big windstorm. I, I couldn't have been about—I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but when I was like five, I was really little. Everybody say, small. I mean, really small. I was really thin at five years old. A big beach umbrella blew into our yard. I don't know where it came from. There a big windstorm came up, and we're outside, and there's this huge umbrella. I opened that umbrella up. God is my witness. When I opened the umbrella up, it started lifting me up off the ground. My brother grabbed me and pulled me back down. And I thought, man, let go. (laughs) It's, It's just one of those things where you felt like, oh, you know, I just, oh, I just, and because it was so powerful. It hit that house like that windstorm, and all of a sudden it was like lightning. There was fire that started appearing on each one of those people with like cloven tongues. It had the appearance of cloven tongues of fire, and all of a sudden they felt it going through them and coming out of them. How many of you have ever had God put words in your mouth? (laughs) He said, I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I am equipping you. Hebrews says that our God is a consuming fire. Say it one more time. Our God is a consuming fire. I really thought about wiring all your seats today just so you could help you feel what I'm talking about. Now let me ask you a question I've been I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you I've been in a lot of places where, I, I've been in churches where I didn't feel no consuming fire I didn't feel any fire at all matter of fact I walked in or I walked out the same way I walked in you say how's that possible because it has to do with my frame of mind How many of you have ever been in a service before where you felt God and you looked around you and it's like nobody else felt him? Remember that cow? Right out there in that field with all those other cows. Nobody else was feeling it, but he felt it. He felt it to the point that it knocked him clean off his feet. Matter of fact, they may have had roast beef for dinner. Do you understand that when you let God into your life, it changes your life? Life. The scripture says that he made his angels ministering spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. I can't come to church and just sit on a pew and take up space. If living for God had not, if, if God had not been real to me, I would have never done it at all that may be why i got knocked across the room that may be why that i've experienced that fire like that is because i needed something that i knew was real and i know today without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what anyone else says god is real Would you stand with me? So this is what I want to ask you today. How's your fire? How's the fire in your heart, in your soul? Are you still excited about God? (laughs) I got one. I'm I'm just picking. It's different when you're standing up here watching everybody, folks. Are you excited about God? (laughs) See, now now I'm starting to believe you. Are you excited about God? Yeah. Now, look, I, I know you, and I know you could be a little bit tired, but you have to realize that when you go out there, nobody knows. So if, you, if, if they can't see it in you, if they can't see it on you, if they can't feel it, ain't nobody going to believe it. So you've got to let the fire burn. When lightning strikes, when, do you remember where you were at when you got saved? It's amazing. When you get struck by lightning, you don't soon forget that, do you? you remember what you felt like? Do you remember how you were overwhelmed? How all of a sudden, man, it just took you back. And Everybody's got their own experience. Some of you, it may have not been flying across the room. It may have been all of a sudden God just apprehended your heart in an unmistakable, undeniable way. For some, he made known the secrets of your heart. He began to tell you what you were going through, what you were thinking, and you knew it had to be God. It ought to let you realize how much God loves you because he specializes in each and every one of you. He knows you by name." So if you're in this building today and you say, Rick, I, I want to love him, I, I, I do love him and I want to serve him, but I need him to ignite my fire. I need to get out of this slump I felt like I've been in. I need help getting out of this pit i need him to light my fire one of the other ways is sometimes if the fire has been dead it's still there still embers but it's just smoldering that's when you have to start fanning it well how do you do that the word of god's the best thing i've ever found begin to read the Word and begin to worship God, and let it begin to ignite the embers that's in you. I want to hear—I want you to hear what I'm going to say. There are some things that are coming, and the devil desires to put your fire out, or at least to keep it from burning bright. But we are in a position where we can't afford to let the devil quench our fire. We need it ignited in our hearts and in our lives. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're in here today and you say, Pastor, I need need the lightning to strike and I need to let that fire burn. If you're in here and you've never said yes to him, today's the day to say yes. Well, that's too hard. No, it's not. It's here I am, God. I love you. Don't make it hard. He did the hard part. You don't have to. All you have to do is surrender and say, Lord, here I am. I give my heart to you. So this is what I'm asking you to do right now. If you're ready to say, let my fire burn, I want you to come to the front of this building right now. If you're in here and you don't know God and you need to make a commitment to God, I want you to come to the front of this building right now. If you're in here today and you say, man, I I need the flames of revival to ignite my heart, then I want you to move to the front of this building right now. They're going to sing this song. I'm going to wait for just a moment. I want to ask you a question. Is your relationship with God exactly where you want it to be? I mean, is it to the point that you feel like, man, if I get any more fire up in here, I'm not going to be able to stand it. I get any more God and I'm, 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 I'm not going to be able to take much more of this. If it's not then why don't you go ahead and quit worrying about what somebody's going to think or what somebody's going to say if you come to the front and just make your move now. Just make your move now. When I gave my heart to God, I spent almost every Sunday in the front of the church. Why? Because I wanted everything he had. People must have thought I was backslid all the time. I just wanted more I wanted I I knew that there was a reality to God and I was trying to tap into it don't misunderstand what I'm saying I knew that God God was real I knew he had power but I was at a point where I was thinking I need a personal experience with you and your power so that when I'm talking to others, or when I'm sharing with others, it's not just words, but they can feel it. They can sense it. Debbie was on the phone with some operator here the other day, and before she got off the phone with her, that operator was broke down and crying. and. Given her life to God. And that lady didn't know when she said hello on the phone. She was just there to do a a professional job. (laughs) How many of you know God doesn't care what profession you're in? He loves you just the same. So this is what I want you to do is you're here and you, you stretch your hands to heaven with me right now. It's okay. What's this mean? What do we do? That means I surrender. It's just I surrender. Do you know that the word praise If you look at the word praise in Hebrew, it literally means an extension of the forearm. It's it's just a natural progression. When we praise, we lift our hands. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, I want you to begin to pray, God, I want you to set a fire in me that's so real, no one will ever be able to quench it. As you stretch your hands to heaven with me right now, they're they're going to sing this song. I want to come by, and I I want to just pray with you for just a second. Is that okay? What happens when you throw gas on fire? Raise your hands and say, gas me up, God. (laughs) Gas me up. I got some fire going on, but Lord, I need you to throw some gas on that. Let, Let lightning strike. I give you praise for it. So they begin to sing right now, pick it up.
1: Come like a bird. I need I need solutions. God, your healing, oh, just receive.
0: a big God, isn't he? Just raise your hands and love him, Father. to get in a hurry on Sunday morning. We have one service all week long. So, if you, you know, if you need to go, I understand, but, you know, I don't ever want to be in a hurry in the presence of God. So I was praying for you, this is what came to me, that there are a lot of people that have you've taken you're taking some heavy hits and it's it's been like a bombardment on you against you the Lord spoke to me and said tell them just to keep getting up I will not leave them I'll see them through this you just got to keep getting up Don't lay down. Don't feel like it's over when you get knocked down. Get back up because it's not over until he says it's over. It's not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thought about, I'll leave you with this. I thought about, there were a lot of stories that surrounded Rocky Marciano. One of them. Was that he had not been knocked down in his career and in one of his fights he was knocked down repeatedly and they thought that they would call the fight but he didn't call the fight and the guy the announcer was talking about i don't know how he keeps getting back up this opponent knocked him down again and walked to a neutral corner and and he turned around and he saw rocky getting back up He shook his head, walked toward him, and when he did, Rocky came up and knocked him out. When the fight was over, they were talking to him, and he said, what made you keep getting up? You look like you were whipped. He said, I knew as long as I kept getting up that I was going to get my chance. (laughs) And he said, I knew it would only take one punch. My God is a consuming fire. When lightning strikes, <laughs> when lightning strikes, you've got to let it burn. So today, folks, just keep getting up. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your, just keep getting up. Just keep trusting and believing God. I don't care what it looks like. Just keep speaking life. Just keep speaking, just keep speaking faith. And don't, now hear what I'm going to say. Don't allow the devil. When it says give no place to the devil, let me say it to you this way. Give no ear to the devil. Because he'll, he'll start speaking stuff to you. He'll start saying stuff to you. You need to, let me, can I expose something about the devil that he may not want you to know? He's a liar. He couldn't tell you the truth if he wanted to. And so he's constantly lying and trying to deceive and trying to beat you up and bring you down. And every once in a while, you've got to get like Popeye and say, I've stood so all I can stands, bring out the spinach. I can't stands no more, bring out this reach for God, Lord, let lightning strike, let lightning strike. In Jesus name I was I was with a man in Louisiana he was a pastor and a man he just got paid and a man held him up this is true it was uh, West Monroe Louisiana man came in behind him stuck a knife to his throat he was in behind him I was preaching revival for him he stuck a knife to his throat and he said give me all your money I said brother what'd you do he said well I'd worked hard for that money he said when I was in the military that he said what I did he said is I stepped kind of back toward the guy and I turned around real quick and I need him he said when he dropped down on his knees on the pavement he said I felt the Holy Ghost getting that hand right there (laughs) and lightning struck (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm I, you, you've got to understand. I'm talking in spiritual terms. Now that really happened, but I'm talking in spiritual terms today. You got to get. You you've got to get fed up enough to say, God, here I am. Let lightning strike. Use me. Use me to put a whammy on the devil's kingdom. How does that happen when you start telling others? about Jesus. hey, God bless you. We love you today. God's on your side. You need to remember that. And if he's for you, who can be against you? God bless you.